Hi, I'm Jeff Van Gundy, and you're listening to Thunderbus. Welcome to Thunderbus with your hosts, Watson and Bones. I'm Watson. And I'm Bones. We get serious about the thunder on this podcast. And we don't get too serious. Bones, times, they are a-changing. And the roster is rearranging. Uh-huh. And the my pants are a-changing after all this trade news, Kyle. Hey, <laughs> What do you guys think about all this great news we received in the last couple days? Great news? We're trading away our best players. I have no concept of the larger context in which you run a franchise. (laughs) Well, here's, Watson, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. What? We're trying, now, it's, we got, there's a little known secret that we're going to tank pretty hard the next two seasons. And um, so it's uh, in our best interest if we lose as many games as possible uh, while acquiring some uh, future assets. Yeah, right now, we this is all according to plan, you know? I mean, if you haven't been reading the tea leaves as far as what is to come for the Thunder franchise, I don't know what to tell you, man. Sam Presti laid it out last year. You know, we're repositioning. We're repositioning as a team in order to facilitate... Uh, championship odds in the future and right now we're making all the right moves yeah you know yeah let's uh what's what's that uh hey let's let's get to it let's get to that chris paul trade yeah somehow we went the first 60 seconds at least without saying the words chris paul uh because that's that's the big news is chris paul is moving on to not greener pastures because it's a desert (laughs) but in terms of uh, of NBA like winning and competition, I mean the dude's going to go play with uh, with DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. Like that's a pretty formidable trio right there. Uh, the Suns have got to put some depth together. We'll, we'll we'll get to the Suns here in a bit, but um, but I mean the big news is we, as much as we like Chris Paul, we got rid of that contract and got a lot of stuff back. We got fucking Ricky Rubio, mm-hmm. fucking. Kelly Oubre, fucking oh, yeah. two guys whose names no one cares, and we got uh, another first-round draft pick. Yeah, uh, that's th- right. Those guys' names are Ty Drome and Jalen Leck, and I'm sure they have families that don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a t- 2022 first-round pick, and it's going to be guaranteed to be a first-round pick at some point in the future. Right mm-hmm. now, it's uh, I believe the protections are 1 through 10 in 2022. Uh, and then I believe it, it drops off to like one through eight the next year and then like one through four the next until it's going to be unprotected in 2025. So at some point, we're going to draft somebody with this pick. I wouldn't be surprised if it's next year. But um, this is looking like an incredible trade. Like when, are, when we got this, when we got Chris Paul, do you guys remember how shitty yes. it felt? Yes. You know? Because well, it, everyone thought he was going to get injured. Right. It was like this 34-year-old injury-prone freak. And he didn't miss a single game due to injury all season. Let's go! And like the connotations of that trade, too. You know, you trade away the the heart of the franchise, and uh, you get back this hated player. A player who is like, you know, has 
like fucked with us our entire yeah. you know fandom essentially. Yeah. Who hate yeah, who what other team hated Chris Paul more than the Thunder? Uh, I don't know. The Rockets now maybe. Oh, yeah. James Harden I think hated him. Yeah. But that was just because he called, he talked about his man boobs. Uh, yeah, yeah. But absolutely. uh but yeah, we uh, trade what was thought to be an untradeable contract. Well, well, Harden has to have man boobs cuz he can't make it to the strip club every night. <laughs> He's just looking in the mirror like god damn. He's like I love tits so much. I'm going to grow m- grow a set of my own. Which brings us to breaking news about Harden. He oh, actually he actually had plastic surgery to uh get some get some tits up on his chest. <laughs> let me let me ask y'all this. Do you think this is a risky risky move for Phoenix to take on 35-year-old Chris Paul for Ricky Rubio, who had arguably a career season, uh, and Ubre, who also, you know, might have had a career season. I, I'd say so. Uh, it says that they're trying to win real hard right now. You don't, you don't pay a thirty-five-year-old player forty-four million dollars uh, to just incrementally improve your team. I'll say, what's the real risk? Because I mean, they they played out a full season with those two players. And they didn't make the playoffs, even though they went eight and zero in the bubble. So I mean, the peak of that team is probably still like an eight. That's true. Eight That's seed. true. Now they've they've improved their ceiling significantly with Chris Paul because yep. he's going to be clutch. He's going to like rally the troops. Um, He's going to be great for Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why this is exciting. It's because it's kind of a low stakes deal for Phoenix and. Uh, they have looked – I mean, they've just kind of been asked for, like, as long as the Thunder have been good. And then all of a sudden, at the end of last year, they turn it up and they go 8-0 in the bubble. People really want them in the playoffs because they're really hot and they're looking good. And, uh, th- I mean, they, they, they make a big trade and, you know, who knows? I mean, they could go, yeah. on, a, they could go on a run. Well, and they got to keep making moves th- uh, to fill out the roster because, like, looking at what they've got coming back next year. Uh, so they've got Booker. The guy Aiton, obviously just moved Rubio and Ubre, so those two are out. Uh, Kaminsky's coming back. Mikael Bridges, he's a solid rotation player. Cam Johnson, eh. Uh, and then after that, <laughs> the only person of note is uh, former Thunder great campaign. Well, oh, yeah. yeah, and they're 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 excited about campaign. I mean, they they're glad to have him back. And they got the tenth uh, pick. Uh, Baines and Sarich are both uh, free agents. Uh, you know, maybe they would bring those guys back. I don't know. Uh, but so th- the the Suns have an opportunity to make some more deals to, you know, round out that depth. Because right now they've got like an impressive starting group. Uh, but it takes more than that to compete, you know. Yeah. Well, so what? Where do you guys think the Suns will finish? Well, next season. They've got top level talent. I imagine DeAndre Ayton's going to get better. I think. Booker, if he remains the same, um, and Chris Paul kind of produces the same that he did this year, you're looking at a potential like six seed. I think. Yeah. You know, I could see that happening. So let's just go through the West standings as they were at the end of this past season, and just say, are the Suns going to be better than this team next year? So. Yeah. Lakers. No. 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 Clippers. No. No. Nuggets. No. no. I don't think so. Rockets? Yes. Okay. Thunders? Yes. Uh, Jazz? Uh, I could see them being better than the Jazz. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's a toss-up. 
but I I think Donovan Mitchell like he had a really good playoffs performance where as uh and then like the, yeah the, his last half of the season was pretty good. Who would so, you take, Devin Booker or um Mitchell, Mitchell or Mitchell? I I take Booker. Yeah, I think I take Booker. I think he's just just so, so that's like toss no up. Uh, yeah, Mavericks. I think Mavs, Mavs will Mavs, be better. Yeah, Mavs will get the four seed, they if might. not the three seed, if not the two seed. They could do it. They and could do it. Uh, how about Trailblazers? I think they're I better than... Fuck the, the Blazers, Fuck man. the Blazers. Fuck them. Okay, so that puts Suns like around the fifth spot. Damn. Five or six. And then, I mean, and we remember last year, what, it was like spots three through freaking like 30 were like within one game of each other. Right. Yeah. yeah. In the West. They're yeah. stacked. Yeah. It's like, bring this back to, like, the Thunder. Like, what Sam Presti is underrated at is just making sure everybody wins or everybody gets what they want. Maybe nobody will, or maybe not everybody will win in the end, but uh, everybody will get what they want. they want. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want to do anyone dirty outright because, like, as a GM, you got to have good, uh, you got to have good r- national relations. He's stealing right. from you while shaking your hand. He's got to have good interstate, inner, inner team relations, and uh, he does it. He does it best, you know. He l- he looks kindly into your eyes as a friend while he uh, <laughs> takes your life fucking savings out of your bank account. Yeah. Hey, that that fade is trustworthy. And like, we got so we got Rubio, Kelly Oubre, Ty Jerome. Baby Westbrook and the pick. Now, <laughs> now, um, Rubio and Ubre. What odds do you say that they will stay on the team next year? That they'll play for the Thunder? I, I think all these guys are going to start the season yeah. with the Thunder. Uh, Rubio, I could see getting traded mid-season. Yeah, if somebody wants him. I see. I don't know what his contract looks like, but I s- I would see. I don't know. I feel like this is sort of the cop-out answer, but it fits for Rubio. I could see like a contender throwing Rubio on as like a six-man or something, or like you know having him come off the bench, or I don't know. Who knows? I mean, Rubio could play for a team that has like you know multiple ball-dominant guards. Rubio um, makes seventeen this year, and next year he makes eighteen, and that's the last year of his contract. Yeah. So I mean, a team like. The Bucks, for instance, I think they could have interest in a guy like Rubio because if, he if plays. If they can move Bledsoe, yeah, I mean that makes sense. I don't know. That could be a trade as well. We trade Rubio Straight to the up. Bucks for Bledsoe, and maybe they throw in Giannis. A, a pick just because he's got a shitty contract. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want Bledsoe. Well, I, I, you know? Me it, it feels like the immediate reaction for uh, us Thunder fans is. Well, Rubio, uh, it, it, like, who knows? It's ambiguous. And also, he had that tweet today where there was, like, a you know, an upside-down <laughs> smiley face. Yeah, yeah. Um, and y- you could just see him getting traded pretty easily. He's also, like, in his upper prime. He's, what, 29 years old or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 30. 30. But Ubre, he's young. He's kind of like what the Thunder like in a player. And... The dude is talented, and I mean, I don't see why the Thunder would want to move Ubre. Like, yeah, I, he's the kind of guy you want. Ubre is, uh, he's got good size. He's 
six seven, and uh, well, I forgot to look up his wingspan, but you can tell like when he's when he's playing, he's got long arms, he's got quick hands, strong defender. Uh, he last year he scored nineteen points a game, and he hit thirty five percent of his threes on a career high volume per game. Yeah. Uh, so hey. he's not a, a marvelous three point shooter, but I, I will say that he has a high release and a quick release. So th- those are important, th- th- arguably more important than percentage. Because like when Jeremy Grant in his last year with the Thunder, he hit a high percentage, but he had a slow release. So he's kind of a fake shooter, right? Like if you leave Jeremy Grant open all game long, he's not going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. But if you leave Ubre open all game long, he will kill you because he's got that quick release. He can get the shot off before the closeout. Oh, show. And he's willing to put him up in high volume, whereas Jeremy Grant never was. Well, and hey, if he comes in and sticks around, he could be a mentor for old young Darius Rucker <laughs> from Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is young. Uh, he's 25, which makes, he's, makes him three years older than SGA. So he's not as young as we would would hope but he's still young enough to fit into this window yeah i mean i yeah for sure for sure if we're not contending in five years we've done something wrong yeah yeah which i mean at this point everything is going according to plan everything you know we just traded schroeder for instance we just traded schroeder yes yes yes. stroking our our yeah goatees right well and so with the shooter trade that one was pretty interesting um I think we all knew that there was a high possibility that was going to happen or he was going to get traded. And technically, it's still not official, but it will uh, turn out as us receiving Danny Green and then the 28th pick. Correct. Right. Well, I mean, what, do you, what, do you guys, what do you guys think about that? I mean, you guys think that's a good return for old Dennis? I mean, initial reaction was disappointment to a certain degree, but that's only because I really, really like Dennis Schroeder as a player. Like, I... I've grown to really, really like his game and his mentality. So seeing a player like that go for something like Danny Green in a very late, lo- uh, very late first round pick, it uh, it isn't exactly like it doesn't make you feel the best. But at the same time, this fits exactly into the plan, right? This is like the plan is to be bad. And you have to trade away your good players to get bad. And yeah. if you can get something back that you can rather flip or just get somebody else with that has a low salary, like a first-round pick, a very late first-round pick, you make that move. You know, um, I understand it completely. Just would have been a little bit better if we could get like a twentieth pick. If we could have gotten a twentieth pick, yeah. I well, I, I mean, who knows? That that, that could still happen. Um, it's a little tough to evaluate this trade by itself because it obviously is the first step in a in a in a twister of roster moves yeah right uh be, like the the draft hasn't happened yet we could be bundling the 25th and 28th picks who knows right uh and Danny Green I bet w- I bet he'll start the season on our roster but He's definitely a trade candidate because he's kind of a he's an old hand. He's a you know he's a wow. He's excuse a, you. Yeah, well, <laughs> bless you. Excuse you. I mean, I don't know what you want from us, but yeah, 
I, I just had a, an alien chest burster. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's bless you then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I believe so. <laughs> R.I.P. John Hurt. Uh, the alien. But, but yeah, like Danny Green, <laughs> Danny Green can help a good team. I mean, he's won three titles with three different teams as, you know, a, a wing defender, shooter kind of guy. Like, pretty much anyone can use Danny Green. So there will be suitors for him. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, well, I mean, this this could end up being two first-round picks. And even if they're low first-round picks, you know, relatively low quality, it's all about that numbers game, baby. Well... Right. Danny Green has, uh, like, he's got the experience that I would think Presty might want to keep around, have him, in, you know, have him in the locker room, and you know, really, you know, really get sink his teeth into this organization. Do some like poetry or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, some slam before yeah. games and a basketball half-time. dribble. I'll say it. Dribble, dribble, dribble. <laughs> no, just a nibble <laughs> of this social justice. <laughs> Winslow. He's my boy. <laughs> I ain't no toy. Mm. I'm a player. Anyways, yeah. Danny Green, we can hang on to him for that experience, but you know what? He doesn't ever lose being a three-time champion. No. So he's got the resume. He's got the pedigree. He's got he's got the value, and we can make a trade uh, any time. Yeah. Even though we are going to be worse than we were. We're we're, we're still going to be a fun team. Like, just imagine that I, I feel pretty certain this is going to happen at some point next year. We will have at least the ability to throw out a lineup of Kelly Oubre, yep. Darius Baisley, there you go. SGA, uh-huh. Ricky Rubio, Jamal, Danny Green. Thunder up. Like, man, all five guys between 6'5 and 6'9". Pretty much all with some level of ball skill and or shooting skill. That's long. And, and good defense. I just feel like Hard. that team is too good, though. You know? Let, which leads me to this question. Any chance? So, like, we are projecting we're going to tank for two seasons. Any chance yeah. we only tank one season? And also, I mean, I'll just say this. Any chance we just don't really tank? We just kind of play and happen to kind of like be a bottom tier team because the West is so good, but we, but, but like clearly like not a tank. Like, is that a possibility? It's definitely possible. We've never seen this organization do this. The thing is in all these trades, we're getting back future value and present value. It's, it's weird. Like uh, we, we got worse because we, we dealt Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder, but we didn't just, like lose those guys and got nothing back. Like this roster as currently constructed, I think would win thirty four games in an average year. Yeah, which is too many for what you know. Too well, many for what we, what we would want. Well, I'll right. say I'll say this. This is like my opinion on the matter. I think we should try to be as bad as possible, and that means like trading out all your valuable players, right? So. But you we, don't want to be so bad that you build losing habits. Well, this is my opinion on that as well. It's like, I think that is a little bit of a thing that's oversold is like the loser mentality. Um, like a player like Devin Booker, his will to win hasn't been damaged by having bad seasons in the past. Cat 
you know, he still wants to win. He's still trying to compete and everything. Yeah, but is he? Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll find out this this season, right? But yeah, I'm not sold on – I mean, I, I'm not sold on the Wolves. Cat's good, but – Yeah, no, I just mean, like, I think as long as you're open and honest with your players about what the plan is like going forward, I think that is fine. And even then – How honest? The, I mean, honest in a sense where you are saying to your best player, hey, listen – like you know what's going on. Well, I think if the goal is to win a championship, and it should be for all these players, right? I mean, that's like the winning mentality is to get a championship. And maybe these players think they'll be able to do it on their own. But I think overall, you have to get a good player in the draft, a top five player to really contend. Absolutely. And that the only place for that for the Thunder is rather through trade or through drafting. And if you draft them, you get to keep them for eight years. That's like the rule. Yeah. If you draft right. a player, you can keep for eight years and contend for about six of those, right? That's what happened the last time we did this. So our pick is the only thing that we can really control as far as like where it lands in the draft. Everything else is kind of up for grabs. We don't know what Houston's going to be, even though it kind of looks grim right now. We don't know what the Clippers are going to be, but we know that we can control where our pick lands to a certain degree, you know, outside of the lottery chances of maybe bouncing outside of the top, whatever. Um, so it behooves us... I learned that word the other day, behooves. Dakota Behoover. Behoover. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, but uh, it behooves us to be bad as possible so we secure one of the top picks. Yeah. And then Granted, granted. Right. And also, I don't think we'll, we'll we, I mean, there's 0% chance we'll draft every single one of these draft picks that we have in our arsenal right now. We'll probably like package them up for maybe a trade for a higher draft pick or maybe another contending player. But right now... Our goal should be to be as bad as possible since we can control our future to that degree. I, I fully agree, but I do ask this. Is there a chance that someone like SGA, who is technically our, like our centerpiece, that he would want out of a franchise that you know, loses two seasons in a row? Now, now, if they are f completely honest with him and he is bought in, that shouldn't be a problem. But, y you know, I, I feel like that there may be a subconscious effect on the, the mind uh, when losing is the standard. And uh, especially after a season like we had last season, uh, where we yeah. won kind of unexpectedly and then, like, Felt like we earned a second round uh, appearance. Um, so, but uh, all that being said, I, I mean, I agree. I think we should tank hard and tank deep. I'll just I'll push back a little bit. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's no denying the wisdom of what you were saying, Osage Kyle. Thank you. Not <laughs> that that was O H, comma. Sage Kyle, not Osage Kyle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Osage. I'm not, I'm not declaring you a, a member of the Osage Nation. Uh, I'm declaring you a sage. Now you're going to get me canceled, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, Unless you're Osage, of course. I'm not. Nah, yeah. Oh, fuck you forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, right. The best way to be a contender in the NBA is to draft a top five, top ten player and build around him. Uh, and the the best way to, to get that kind of a pick is to tank into it. But that's not guaranteed, as right. we've seen with the Sixers. And I would just suggest that there is an alternate path 
wherein you are a patient grasshopper, wherein Sam Presti is a patient grasshopper, a patient Jiminy Cricket, (laughs) and he waits for the right opportunity to spring and trade for that guy or two of those guys because we have enough future draft assets. We're swimming in future draft capital. All we got to do is get the right two depressed uh, stars <laughs> wanting to get tr- depressed in the, in the market sense. Oh, okay. Not as in the, not as in they uh th- they need some So Kevin Love a- SSRIs. <laughs> <laughs> uh but can we, can we laugh about that? Yeah. But like we have good young ancillary players that are going to get better real fast. And I think that we have a good enough of a substrate on our current roster, that if we trade for the right two all-stars, which we have the the assets to do, we could springboard ourselves straight into contention. For like, next season? No, I'm saying at some point within the next two years. Okay. But for two, maybe three. For but, for next season. So like I agree with Well, I don't Absolutely, unless we make, yeah, like you said, a huge trade, um, that like a monumental trade. I don't really see us being in the contention window in the next three years. Um, and next season, I feel like we, and maybe the next one after that, I don't know, but next season, I feel like we are one trade away. from For, for, for who we have now, I feel like we are one trade away from being one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, I like agree. We, we get right, rid of one of these We don't guys. have that many guys on, on this roster that are individually moving the needle. No, right. no, no. We have a bunch of like decent NBA players. We could tr- we could trade away two guys, and it could be those. It could be the Suns package. We could trade away the Suns package for more draft capital, and be one of the worst teams in the league, fairly easily, and that would at least at least give us a chance. Yeah. But, but at some point, you got to start doing something with the draft capital. Right. Because we're already basically at a, at a place where we have two picks a year, and then some years we got three picks a year. I mean, there's there's <laughs> literally not enough <laughs> roster spots for all of it. Yeah. I you mean, know? we'll package it somewhere, and I imagine we could do that to move up in the draft. You know, say we are... Yeah, I would love to do that. We are maybe that 34, 35 win spot next year. We want to move up to that number one spot to get Cade Cunningham or maybe Jalen Green or something. We could package that trade with future picks and get up there. I just don't know how much that would cost, really. So I just think it's it's best for us to try to be as bad as possible so that we don't have to trade as much if those lottery odds do not show in our favor. Um, but, I, again, it's like I trust Presti 100% because every step of the way, it's worked out. Yep. It's, it's worked out since completely. 2012. Since 2012, right. <laughs> but 20, 2016, maybe. But <laughs> Presti isn't the reason Harden didn't get paid. That's a that's an ownership thing. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's on his resume. So, I mean, he'll, yeah, get, it's on his, he'll yeah. get blamed for it no, no matter what. What, what, you, what. what I bring Presti for is not the uh, the decision to make the trade. It's, the de- it's that he didn't get more back. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. We didn't get enough return in the Harden trade. That was... Like yeah, yeah. I mean, the in, t- in retrospect, time was understandable. Yeah, we only get 
one or two picks with that trade. I thought we got two. Thought we got Mitch McGarry out of it, and also Stephen Adams. Adams. I don't know, but anyways, yeah. Um, Forget about Kevin it. Martin. So Lamb. let me let me just throw this out here. If we decide to spray our load on what is now <laughs> a disgruntled star in the lead, James Harden, who has stated <laughs> that he wants to move on. Let's say like that just happens. Like we we make a package for Harden. We trade the, wait, the wait, Rockets wait, their packs, uh, their picks back. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if we if so we wait, you're saying based <laughs> off of the news that that, so that we just received that Harden like really wants out, and yeah. he mentioned the Nets, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're <laughs> saying that we should trade and go after Harden? <laughs> no, no, th- right no. Now? I'm just saying hypothetically, if we traded for him, let's say like we just trade like Stephen Adams and Ricky Rubio for him. Are we contenders? It's <laughs> Steven Adams <laughs> and Ricky Rubio. Houston's <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and picks, picks, and picks. And picks, and picks. We heard of Steven Adams before, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no, maybe not. But yeah, Harden, he wants out, baby. He wants to get the fuck out of Houston. Well, yeah, apparently James Harden wants to go play in Brooklyn with uh, Him Kevin and Durant. Yeah, he and his, yeah, and his two titties want to go play with Kyrie. And KD, man, let me ask y'all this: If they team up, is this the best duo since Kobe Shaq? Oh shit! James Harden, Kevin Durant, is I it mean, and and is it even close? I don't know. AD and LeBron—that's a pretty yeah, damn LeBron, good duo. Twenty eleven Wade and LeBron also very good. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if they were that good, they would have won it. 2012 LeBron and Wade. Then. Uh, Wade's meniscus was <laughs> jelly. T- 2011 Wade was better than 2012 Wade, but the 2012 Heat were much better than the 2011 Heat. Yeah, I, I don't 2011 know. LeBron I mean, that wasn't as good as 2012. They're LeBron. good That's for they're good for like 65 points a night. The two of them. I would so say. Uh, yeah, I mean, what you said about LeBron AD, that's a good point, because once you have you have the best player of all time, arguably, and then Anthony Davis, who is very, very good. But, man, Kevin Durant and James Harden, they're right up there. Do you think if you have Durant, Harden, and Irving all on the same team, there'll be a new NBA record for fewest passes by by a team? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, ju- I, think, I think they'd figure it out. I think James Harden would like. I I think those guys are smart enough where they would just they would be forced to kind of figure that out. But I don't know. Maybe I'm ignorant. And also, they, Harden and Irving as your perimeter defense. Yeesh. Yeah. yeah I maybe uh, maybe they'll trade for Danny Green. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send us picks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Championship experience. But send us another twenty eighth pick. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, it's like. That team could be the best team in the league next year if that ends up going through. Yeah, right now, it's happens. like everything's up in the air. I'm not really sure what's happening. Um, well, but that's another thing where they're going to have to fill up the the roster with popsicle stick men if it if it goes through. Because in order to get Harden from Houston, they're going to have to send the farm. You know, they're going to have to send. Uh, they're going to send Allen. They're going to have to send uh, Harris. Uh, going to have to send Levert. And other Nets players. Yeah, there's a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> if 
if Harden leaves the Rockets, do the Rockets blow it up immediately? Well, Russ did say he wanted uh, a uh, he wa- position similar to what he played with right. the Thunder. So, I mean, that would fit kind of perfectly. That would fit perfectly. <laughs> yeah, they would suck. <laughs> but, but listen, but listen, if it's Russ by himself, then they're going to suck, but they're not going to like suck terribly. They're going to be what the Thunder were. They're going to be what the Thunder were in like 2017. In 2018, Worse. I mean, no, sorry, not 2018 because we had Paul George. Worse. But like 2016, 2017, Thunder, that's what the Rockets will look like, except a little worse because Russ is older. I think they would have to, like, it would be in the Thunder's best interest, even though it would be hilarious if Russ <laughs> just did terrible and we got a great pick out of it. I think it's in the Thunder's best interest that uh, if if Harden leaves, that they get rid of uh, Russ too. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to blow it up. Well, Yes, they they need to be very bad to like yeah. avoid us taking all their goddamn picks though. Is like the thing. Um so for instance, we got their pick swap next year, which could actually come into play. I thought there was 0% chance that could happen. But at this point, it's looking like there's a chance that we could get that pick swap if we just happen to be better than the Rockets next year. Swap it, baby. Which is huge. Yeah. But um I don't know. I mean, they'll get something back for Harden. They'll get a They'll probably get a pretty good amount. I mean, um, if they trade Harden, it'll be like the biggest load we've ever seen, except for Russ because Houston was stupid. Paul George too. Oh yeah, yeah Paul George never. Mind. Royce That's Young it. pointed out that uh, now that Chris Paul has been traded for another first round pick, that means that we netted three first round picks for Russell Westbrook. Right. Man, keeps adding up. Presty, yeah. how do you do it, baby? Yeah, I mean, it's looking good. It's uh, It feels good to be a Thunder fan, especially especially now that we, like, we can't really see the future. We just see how bright it is. So it's like next season we have expectations. Man for man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the next, I mean, we just don't have expectations for these seasons. And if we're fun to watch, then great. It's going to be fun, man. I mean, it's gonna be just think about like what it's been like to be a Thunder fan for the last four years, you know? Similar to an OU fan. Highs and lows and <laughs> highs and lows. And now we're at like, we're actually at a point of stability of sorts where we like kind of know where we're at and where we'll be. I say that, but next season we'll probably be insane again. But. It's um, it's just been awesome. It's been awesome to be a Thunder fan, you know. And hopefully, we just continue on this path. Um, I think we can trade away some pieces, get some more picks, and who knows what the fuck's gonna happen from here on out. What? It, sorry, they're what? gonna be fun to watch, regardless. That's that's my take. What what's a what's a young player y'all would be okay with with trading? Trading for or trading away? Trading away depends what we're getting back. Okay, let's just let's list off the uh the untouchables. Uh Elliot Ness. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh it's a yeah, that's a that's a reference. Uh <laughs> SGA, Baisley, Dort. We agreed those are untouchables. No. No? I don't know. The right trade comes around. Well of course if the right trade comes around. If the the right trade for LeBron James could come around. Okay, f- for for now, yeah, they, they yes, will not. I just compared Dort to LeBron James. Yeah. For now, they will not be traded. It feels like Harden is the only guy that would be a part of a trade where we would include any of those young guys. 
I don't know if anyone else except Giannis. In, but Giannis isn't going to ask no. for a trade. No. Sure. Sure. Uh, so so I, I I agree. I think those, I think those three guys. I don't. They're definitely not our big three. They're our little three. Yeah, <laughs> the three little pigs. I believe in them. I want to call pigs, wanna, but yeah, I want to see them grow. <laughs> yeah, I want to see. I, yeah, exactly. I want to see them grow. I want to see them grow together, and I want to see how they can like make each other better. Uh, another reason why I want Calibre to stick around. Yeah, right now, do we have the hottest team in the league? Goddamn Good sexiest, goddamn prettiest, Ubre, prettiest eyes for yeah, sure. Yeah, Ubre, one of the better, you know, the better looking men in the, in the league. Rubio mm-hmm. also very SGA, fine. SGA is pretty fly. He's you know he's got it going on style wise. R- Rubio looks like he just got done shooting a a, a Giorgio Armani commercial. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he looks like he smells pretty nice. Mm-hmm. I trust him. Oh yeah. I like. Can you yeah. look in those eyes and not like just be like, oh my you god? Know, I was in the no. airport recently. And they're just like ads for perfume everywhere, or uh, or uh, you know scents, male scents, male scents, male scents. <laughs> yeah, this is Gooch smell. <laughs> this is uh, fart after a cheeseburger smell. <laughs> this is. Uh, it's not bad, by the way. Yeah, no. I just uh, I don't understand. Farts. Do people at the airport are they just four hundred times more interested? <laughs> In in smelling good than the average person. Well, I think so. I mean, every time I've been to an airport, I've noticed that there is a uh, uh, a concentration of attractive people. Yes. Uh, you know, more so when I'm like out and about, just like in Oklahoma. Not on Southwest Airlines. Well, well I st- <laughs> South Southwest is <laughs> best. Southwest is all right. I'll say this: <laughs> not as good as Delta. I dress up, you know. I dress up for the airport. For the airport, you know, I I I'll do some push-ups beforehand. I want to make really? sure my pecs are kind of poking I out. I understand. <laughs> there are a lot of good-looking people in the airport. Put on some yeah. cufflinks. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Some wear, of that. Wear them as, as earrings. Shave my back. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> Just in case you enter one of those male sense commercials, <laughs> <laughs> and they have to like have that shot where the beads of water are like glistening on your back. Hey, I don't know. I mean, like anything can happen in an airport. Do 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 you guys think we could get a decent return for Stevo? Uh, no. No. I think like so we keep him. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to. Yeah, he's kind of like he's Mr. part Thunder. of the history. Two point Yeah, he's part of the history for the Thunder. You know, he's like. He's been around since what, like 2013? He's the last piece of the Harden trade. Yeah, it just feels it would feel weird to not have him on the court. But also, his time is coming. He he's we we love Stephen Adams, but he is a bit of a disappointment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ultimately, he's a bit oh, yeah, <laughs> a bit of yeah, a disappointment. I mean, well, yeah, let's be real about that. <laughs> Harden for <laughs> 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 Steven Adams. <laughs> and Kevin Martin, Jeremy Lin, and Mitch McGirt. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's true, though, that like we gave Steven Adams a really big contract because we thought he was on this trajectory. Well, and we thought it would keep KD around. Yeah, a good point. Good point. Was it 2016 when that should happen? Mm, yeah. yeah, we gave him that contract, and I thought like between 14 and 15. I thought it was in 16 after he played so well in the finals. And also that was the spike year, right? So everyone had money to to, to just shoot around. Uh, 
So it, that's why he got such yeah, a rich maybe. deal. I mean, that, that was the summer of Mozgov and all that. The summer of Mozgov. I declare <laughs> this like a, the summer of Mozgov. It's like <laughs> our Russian Skinamax. We had a pact. <laughs> yeah, we probably, you know, yeah, you're right. We probably wouldn't get too much for Steve. So, yeah, we should keep that guy around. The four Stevens. Hey, little little silly uh little silly trivia. Uh so we just got Ricky Rubio on the Thunders. Mm-hmm. Ricky Rubio, of course, first came to the attention of American basketball fans as a 16-year-old playing in the 2008 Olympics cuz he balled the fuck out against the uh against the 2008 US men's senior Olympic team, otherwise known as the Redeem team. How many of the U.S. players on that team are still uh, in the league? Are still in the league? You said 08? 08. Uh, LeBron. LeBron is one. Mm. KD wasn't on it. Nope. Um. Shoot. Hey, Vince Carter. Nope. Vince is out. He's retired now. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Okay. And he wasn't on the 08 team either. Okay. Um, am I missing somebody really obvious? Yes. Chris Paul. Yes. Chris Paul was on that team. And one more active player. Uh, man. How about... Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony, Olympic oh, Mellow. There you go. There you go. So that team, it's, it's kind of an interesting team in Banana retrospect. Boat crew. Yeah. Carlos Boozer. Jay Kidd. Get that shit, Joe! LeBron. <laughs> Darren Williams. Michael Red. No one remembers Michael Red being on that what? team. What? Really? D- Dwayne Wade. Kobe. Dwight. Oh, Dwight is active. My bad. Oh, okay. Four mm. active players. Chris Bosh. Chris Paul. Tayshawn Prince. Mm. Wow. And Mello. Nice. There you go. Not a bad team. Not, Not a bad, bad squad. Decent squad. I'll say Decent. it. I'll say it. That's bold. That's bold of you. I'm just, you know, I spit facts and people. You don't hold back. People hate me for it, but you know. Oh yeah, (laughs) you're despised. Yeah, Thunderbus community. Uh, last call for conversation topics on this episode. Mm, I think. uh, I think I'm out. Get them in before the bar closes. Oh man, um, I just saw the most recent X Men movie. And Dark you know Phoenix? what? Not worth it, guys. No, not Dark Phoenix. It's like the, it's like the new X Men, where like they're young kids, but they're like in a. You know what? Just oh, just the one with uh with Arya in it. Yeah, Maisie Arya. Williams. Yeah, her and uh, her and Anna Paquin, Joy. Oh, a- Anna, Anna Taylor, Taylor Joy. Joy. Yes, they uh. Hey, she, hey, she, in the Marvel movie? I'm telling you, bro. What hey, she, she's getting big. You know, she's on that oh, that uh, show baby. that's blowing up on Netflix, Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. Right. I saw the uh, big thumbnail where they make you watch shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that should be the name of, of Netflix. They should just change it to make you watch shit, Inc. That's really all I watch is just the, shit. the thumbnails. And I figure I get everything I need out of that show just from the thumbnail. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Uh, I watched the first episode the other day because... Uh, a good friend of mine told me it was good, and uh, it was 
fine. I'll probably watch the second episode at some there point. You go. That's how they yeah, get you, You'll man. give up I, by the fourth. <laughs> you'll be done by the I'm end not, of the I'm season. I'm not trying to commit too hard. Yeah. <laughs> I've got lots of important things in my life. I might not get around to the second you know episode. It. It's Netflix. <laughs> the show stink. Yeah. I'm Anisha's. currently doing a, you know, yeah, like you said, I got other things going on. I'm currently doing a rewatch of House of Cards. And did you know about Kevin Spacey? Oh, that he's uh, gay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Man, that that show prophesied its its uh, eventual trajectory For real. with its name. For yeah, America right. or Kevin Spacey? <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> hey, forget about your house of cards, and I'll do mine. Hey. Is that uh, Talking Heads? It's Bruce Springsteen. Very, very close, very close. The boss. It's the boss. Well, speaking of the boss, I'm going to make a call here and and say that this is the last stop of the boss today. (laughs) Oh, did you just call yourself the boss? (laughs) No, I called the bus the boss. Bus boss. Okay. Bus boss business. I'm the boss of taking the bus into the last stop. So (laughs) that's the last stop on the bus today. Uh, You can find us on Twitter and Facebook and all the major podcast apps. Oh, our Twitter handle is at Thunderscore underscore button. Thunderscore. Thunderscore. Just just search on Twitter. We're there. Uh, Bye.